podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise. For your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. The boys are back, and we have a very special episode for you guys. We are bringing in the guy I like to call the Tall King. He's the reason why you get to listen to us talk about shaving our pubic hair and hawking boner pills back in the day. Armchair Media was his brainchild, and he is very tall and good-looking if you're ever in the Louisiana region. It's the man, it's the myth, it's the legend, Andrew Stevens. Andrew, how are you doing today? Guys, when I suggested that y'all start a Patreon, I did not uh, mean for y'all to drag the bottom of the barrel and, and scrape and claw to try and get content like this, but I am appreciative uh, of y'all having me on. Yeah, so we actually ditched the Patreon and just added a Friday show, so as long as those sponsorships are still rolling – you know, we're, we're going to have to keep scraping the bottom of the barrel with folks like you. I think uh, I, I'll, I'm here to provide uh, any Georgia football delusion, um, any uh, president choking on his own phlegm delusion, any really anything that you might need today. Well, I, I like it. The, the first thing I'm going to do, and Grant, you haven't talked, so I, I you should get in here and just say something, but – since you are a Georgia Bulldog, Grant, correct me if I'm wrong, we're both massive fans of those brand-new black jerseys you guys got. Uh, what are your thoughts about those? Because that is about the most on-brand thing for our show is to lead off talking about some sexy Nike football uniforms. Uh, from, from seeing Grant's phone background and the salivation of what, when he talks about uniforms, um, I, had, I had a little bit of an idea that threads might come onto the podcast but uh or come up on the podcast but i i am a fan of the georgia football uniforms but i am maybe the i'm starting to i think hate kirby smart at the lack of us wearing them because for the the kansas state fans that may not know georgia originally had black uniforms and in 2007 they, they really – they hadn't worn them in, I mean, probably two, three decades or maybe ever. I don't even know. Um, but they came out and they were going to warm up against – or they were warming up against Auburn in their red home jerseys. And then they went back into the locker room and they ran out of the tunnel in all black. And this stadium went absolutely nuts. It was like Georgia fans that – or my friends that grew up as Georgia fans say, like, unequivocally the best moment of their Georgia fanhood. The next year, they tried to replicate it when they played Alabama, <laughs> and they got their dick drug in the dirt. Um, I think it was 31 nothing at halftime. It was uh, – I'll never just, forget that game. That's what I remember when I think of Georgia's black uniforms. I think of the 31 what, at halftime. And who was uh, – was Julio Jones playing for, for them? Was yeah, that, was yeah, that, that was – that was He the, absolutely was, went off. 
it was no Sean and Stafford and AJ Green for Georgia and then and then Julio over at Bama. Um, but yeah, that was the whole Bama fans were like, yeah, they all the Georgia wore black to their own funeral. And so <laughs> the entire rest of the Richt era from 2008 to 2015, they did not get used whatsoever. Kirby comes in, he realizes that all the recruits love taking pictures with him, yada, yada, yada. So we start seeing them come back more and more. They don't wear them except for his first year in 2016. They wore them once in a noon game against Louisiana Lafayette, I guess the University of Louisiana now. And they, they, have, they have yet to use them up to this point. And so, like, I'm just mad that Georgia is still living off of this unbelievable funeral game 12 years ago who Kirby Smart was the fucking defensive coordinator at Alabama at the time. Like, he should love the black uniforms. It was a great memory for him. But uh, I like the uniforms. I just want us to wear them. Long story long. I think the whites are pretty elite. I think the whites are elite. I love the I love the that we threw an ode to the last time we won a national championship on there. Um, I'm glad that we have reminded everyone that it's been four decades since we've been relevant in football. I mean, but you're kind of I relevant. Say, now. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like I. I understand, like, humans renormalize themselves to the world around them very, very quickly. And so, like, had I grown up or, or been indoctrinated into a <laughs> shitty football culture, I wouldn't have had to get as emotionally invested. Like, I think Georgia is the perfect, like, apex of the vortex of we're going to get you as invested as we possibly can and then break your heart as much as we possibly can. Like, had I gone to fucking Purdue or Rutgers or Georgia Tech or any – any of these schools, I've just been like, all right, football's not that big of a deal, but I've, I've chose somewhere that it's religion and it sucks. Well, what's funny is like, I mean, we grew up with our formative years, basically mid nineties to the 2003 when K-State was habitually like a top 10 to 15 team. And then that entire period of high school, we were awful. And then the two years that I was actually at K-State 11 and 12, I mean, we were knocking on the door of a national championship again. So it's like, you know, we've we've flirted with that same type, but we haven't been as consistently, you know, relevant as Georgia. So, I mean, it could be worse. We're fucking Kansas State, buddy. Yeah, but at the same time, like, y'all uh, – and uh, this might be an insult to Big 12 people, but, like, I, don't take this the wrong way from – a, I look at the Big 12 as like an elite basketball conference. It's not that football isn't, isn't great, but like I look at the Big 12, and I'm like, I would kill to have any of those schools like playing in or competing in basketball. Since I've, so, so my backstory, I grew up in Baton Rouge, was an LSU fan growing up and then went to Georgia. I was a freshman in Georgia in 2012. So I've been a Georgia fan for the last, I guess, nine years now. Georgia has won or has played in one NCAA tournament game since I've been a Georgia fan and it was to the seven seed Michigan state that went to the final four and we got waxed. And so like, at least from a, like our sports season exists for like the beginning of the year until we managed to blow a game against South Carolina or Tennessee. It's like six good weeks that we got every year. Where did well, we play Georgia? Yeah. The we, first time. We, we in played Athens. Because, yes. And Dean Wade, the legend of Dean Wade was born. He uh, hit a game winning shot. I think, that was like 2015, probably. Yeah, yeah. Was that – it wasn't – was it SEC Big 12 Challenge or was it – I can't remember because we've played the exact same schools in the SEC Challenge or non-con like forever, so I can't distinguish 
who it was just a home and home with and who it was with the challenge with. I yeah, because we had tech, we had Texas twice, and then we were so bad that since the Big Ten or Big Twelve only has ten teams, we weren't. We had to play the like two SEC teams or four SEC teams had to play each other because they were like, "Fuck that, we're not putting y'all on national television." <laughs> uh, I love it. So before we start talking a little bit more about armchair and the journey you took this uh, little idea on, I do want to ask, what is Vacation Grant like? He was down in Baton Rouge, and you guys got to hang out. I want to hear a little bit of tea. What is he like when he puts his hair down a little bit? Uh, it's a man I like to refer to as Graham. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Vacation Grant um, was a lot of fun. So Vacation Planning Grant not good. And I don't know if this is a friend of the program, Tanner Burns' fault or not, but where they had their hotel situated was malpractice beyond anything that I've, I've ever seen. Um, they, they had, if you're mildly familiar with, with Baton Rouge at all, which you shouldn't be, uh, the airport is about 15 to 20 miles away from Tiger Stadium. And their hotel was very, very, very close to the airport. So I texted them, said, uh, we will not be having any of that. Y'all will be staying with me. Um, so we had a, we had a good time. Um, unfortunately, both of them got to watch me watch yeah. Georgia lose to South oh. Carolina. <laughs> and so like, I was having to put on this like, like host face of like, Oh, we got friends in town. Like, this is going to be fun. Like all the internal while I was like, I, I would cut off my hand to be able to kill Will Muschamp right now. Um, and so I, it, it ended up being a lot of fun because I think my, my, uh, I, I'm not a, I'm not an avid liquor drinker. And I think liquor was, was the drink du jour that day. Um, we. It took and, a lot I mean, of work to pull you out of that hole. It was, it, it was, was not easy. It was, it was not easy. I mean, it, it, to it, be it, fair, I mean, Georgia was like ranked third, just lost at home to one of the worst teams yeah, I mean, bottom we were two like teams a, in the yeah, we were like a 27 point favorite or something yeah. like absolutely ludicrous. Um, but then, I mean, like from, I, I'm no longer an LSU fan by any means. Um, but I, my parents have season tickets, so I'll, I'll catch a, a, a stray ticket here and there. Um, and I'll usually go out tailgate, watch Georgia piss me off at somebody's tailgate and then bike back home. Um, oh, speaking of Grant, we got those those lovely gotcha bikes um, that we tried to rent. Still suck dog shit. They are terrible. Yeah, they uh, Baton Rouge's public infrastructure for people getting around is is really really poor. Um, but as as Grant and I feel like talk about just randomly on Twitter a lot, it was maybe one of the best college football games that I've ever been to. Just like as a neutral observer, I hate Florida more than almost anything that exists and seeing a hundred thousand people like ironically gator chomp them is something that i've never seen and i, I forgot don't about we'll, that it like that will forever stop I, like i have chills right now thinking about florida just getting embarrassed like that because georgia when they play florida it's always the 50 50 game down in jacksonville and so you you never get that they're coming into your home environment and so it was amazing to just see them like I think they had gone down two touchdowns and then they had the entire stadium gator chomping at them it was amazing that was insane I completely forgot about that I mean we couldn't have been luckier with the game that we chose I mean it was homecoming 7 p.m kick game day it was absolutely insane 
and our oh, host I was very was gracious. It, game it was game oh, day. We were at game day. I forgot. Day. We, we stopped by game day for a minute, too. Which honestly sucks. Like, there's nothing really good about it, especially in football. Um, basketball, I mean, I've been to one in basketball, 2010, KCAQU. That was different. And it seems like a lot more conducive for, like, people to go to. But it's yeah, because, really shitty. You can't see shit. And there's, no, like, but can't hear they, anything. I was going to say, they try and put it on, like, a historic or, like, a cool-looking part of campus, which I appreciate. Like, you have the right panovers and the right shots in the background. But what that ends up resulting in is, like, people, like, 20% of the people at game day can actually see the set. Like, I mean, we were trying to walk – every which way to to get a peek at it but when was the last time uh k-state had game day hosted oh, hosted, yeah, hosted 2000 2000. Yeah. 2000 2000 oklahoma yeah yeah we would have had it in 12 but oklahoma lost or no 11, 11. Oklahoma lost to tech the week or the week before it was like nailed on it was 100 percent gonna happen but it's it's really not i mean you don't think about this which is stupid to say but you're fucking standing behind them so it's yeah, just like, yeah. it's really not very interesting at all to just be standing behind them and seeing the back of their heads while they talk into cameras and you are really far away from them. But And then the, the feed on the screen is like a second and a half delayed. And so you, yeah. like, you feel like you're crazy the entire time. It, we went like, we went for LSU games. I remember in high school, like when we were maybe sophomores, juniors, seniors in high school, just because like, we would go and get out there at like five in the morning and like drink and dick around and try and get away from our parents. And so like, I have fond game day memories of that. And like, actually for the listeners can't see this, but I got my, got my game day helmet right here. Uh, if you, if you get there early enough, they'll, I don't even know if they still dole those out, but I do like the way that they've been setting it up in the stadiums with, with coronavirus and making sure Lee stays at home. So he doesn't hurt himself. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I would, it was a great trip. Obviously, uh, we were very lucky to have a guest that basically provided everything for us with free tickets and a place to stay. And you gave us the atmosphere uh, that a lot of people probably wouldn't get if, you know, they travel to a game at LSU. And the tailgating was fucking amazing. But, I mean, if you have a chance to go to Baton Rouge and get to an LSU game, you absolutely have to take advantage of it. I mean, the town is, like, so bizarre, first of all. It's like – it's just very weird. Um, the campus is really weird, um, but it's cool. It's definitely worth it. Now, yeah, yeah. I, now Georgia maybe next. I was about to say, I, I, I would have thought that this year we would have come up with something. but I, This I'm, year, I think we were going to do Clemson. Oh, shit. Or, and we were trying or, to get – Or gotta the come, uh, Red River. I was about – I got to come up and get a Kansas-Kansas State basketball game in. That, that you is would cool. like that. Wait till we're decent, though. <laughs> well, yeah, the, well, there's not going to be any – like, there's going to be, like, 2,000 fans this year, but we're going to be good yeah. next year. So, come on up for the 20 – I guess it would be 2022 game yeah, uh, in like Bramlage. We'll, 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 make it, we'll make it happen in 2022 in Bramlage. Yeah, you can completely ignore Ryan and his happy, you know, group of idiots that ain't no seats because they suck. Uh, but we, uh, I really, if, if I have done anything, uh, or if I failed as anything, uh, 
at this job. It is not having y'all uh, at each other's throats more often. I, I feel like I could uh, facilitate that a little bit more, whether it's uh, competitions between the two schools. But we, we got to get y'all developing a real blood feud. Our fans, the problem is I like them. Well, yeah. I, I know. That's, I, the, that's the issue. I like them, but uh, anytime any of the three of them say something about K-State, the boneheads – are in a fever pitch, so they they're they're taking care of uh, they're taking care of that for us. Luckily, AB keeps saying that they're going to beat us in football, and then they they let them know the score. So <laughs> I had AB on though. We did do an episode together. Yeah. I think it was a Patreon, uh, but I released it, and it was good. It went well. But we I'm surprised we haven't done one like before a game or, or something. Well, like I I mean I remember why we haven't done one with them, but we won't get into that. But you know what? You might not be able to be at the game this year. You can't travel to Clemson. But I tell you what you can do. You can get in on all the action over at Bet Online. They go the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season from game spreads to totals to team and player coaches. Bet Online gives you more options to wager and place online. I've done it on my phone, my tablet desktop not my work computer definitely not my work computer but i've done it on all sorts of different spots if you head over to bet online today use promo code armchair you can take advantage of all their great sign up bonuses bet online your online wagering experts and your sportswork experts they're the experts so let's get into something real quick andrew because uh because you're awesome and you had this amazing vision we get to provide a great service that is a bunch of promo codes to bet online so the boneheads can make a lot of money because they smell good and they're great at wagering. How do you – They are sexy too. They are sexy, most of them, most of them. We have this guy, Chef, not so sexy, everyone else very hot. But for real, how do you explain to a rando, (laughs) just some random person, you're on a nice hinge date, how do you explain to someone what the Armchair Media Network is? Uh, yeah, so I actually did. Um, so uh, the the timeline, um, I've I've been working, I guess, full full time with Armchair for um, since June. Um, I started it five years ago, and I'll, I'll jump into the backstory a little bit. Um, but the way I usually describe it to people is, well, my grandmother does not think I'm employed. Um, and so trying to explain to a woman who doesn't know what Twitter works uh, or how Twitter works, um, what a podcast network is, is a little bit tough. Um, but uh, I just generally say it, uh, I don't want to have a boss and I'm trying to not kill myself. And so um, <laughs> those are generally the guiding principles that I operate my career on. But the, I mean, it started like it, it started as a college football blog, honestly, um, me and I, so from Baton Rouge, went to Georgia, one of my best friends from, um, from high school went to Alabama. And so me and him, uh, we got a guy from Ole Miss, and then we got my brother who was at LSU, and we we kind of just said, we are on campus. We kind of know the what's going on on campus better than somebody coming in from Atlanta or trying to cover the team sort of from whether it's New Orleans to Baton Rouge or, or whatever it might be, Kansas City to, to K-State. Um, we found that there were a lot of people that weren't covering college football like we like to read about college football, if you will. And so we kind of just started putting out a little bit more opinion heavy stuff. 
Um, and a couple of the pieces kind of got a little bit of traction. And from there, I got hired by Scout.com's Georgia page, which I guess has since been bought by 247, um, and got a little bit of name recognition. The only reason I have anyone following me on Twitter is because it's like septuagenarian middle Georgia people who still think I have re recruiting scoop. Like no, nothing that I, me tweeting about uh, Zion Williamson and socialism uh, that I have noticed my <laughs> follower uh, counts decrease. But from there, it was kind of just trying again. I mean, I did not want to get a normal job. When I graduated from college, I fucking drove Uber for four months to try and work on armchair and then got a job at a local brewery, just trying to sort of figure out what I was going to end up doing. Um, but always kind of plus, like the, the local sports aspect was something that we always wanted to keep central. And like, that was why when we initially connected at shit probably well over two years ago now um that i think that was kind of um what what i saw with y'all was like those are guys that the people on kansas state twitter they look to them like if if you are it seems like y'all are i don't know how you want to call it but the the cross bearers for the kansas state's uh, online name if you will um, and especially in ways that really weren't doing it like the college recruiting sites. Um, but, but ultimately, no one is reinventing the wheel in sports media. And so like we, we kind of just figured out like we're not doing anything that is absolutely crazy unique. We just are trying to get some younger, more forward thinking, like like-minded people together in these local touch points all across the country and kind of figure out what the fuck that we want to do from there. And so what I, I guess is birthed has been, we have about 50 podcasts. Um, the grand majority of them are local shows like y'all, whether it's New Orleans Saints, Kansas State, Kansas, uh, fucking Chicago Cubs, whatever it might be. And then we have started to be able to develop a, a couple more national shows. And so we have like, if there are any skateboarding fans out there, uh, the nine club is a, it's the biggest skateboarding podcast in the world, a couple of professional skaters. And so we're really looking to right now kind of just throw our hat in that, in that podcasting ring, if you will. Um, there are, I mean, a hundred thousand people that I feel like are trying to do this, but I think from what y'all have seen, we've been able to line up some, some pretty solid hosts from wh whether it is a comedian here or a former journalist there, there's no real rhyme or reason to, I mean, we, we have, I mean, Grant is a nurse. I mean, Scott, uh, I, I, I'm not exactly sure what you do, but I, I think and we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it that it, way. It was, uh, <laughs> I, I believe it was called fraud and fraud adjacent activities. <laughs> I don't know about fraud. Uh, yeah. we're not, we're not going to say that. Uh, lawyer can't, can't, uh, speak on that, but, um, but no, I mean, it, from uh, up to this point, uh, we've, we've started to gain a little bit of traction. We just brought on um, a designer that's going to basically run us through a, a full rebrand. And so hopefully there will be a little bit of more armchair in y'all's feeds and not from the perspective of uh, spamming shit, but like, hey, that might be a t-shirt that we sell that they like or they might bring on a podcast that we like or actually being able to uh create some content that people don't fucking loathe well it's a shame you still want to kill yourself so much though yeah i mean but have you turned on the news it's <laughs> a good point also scott well done absolutely bodying chef there uh he's gonna be fuming in the replies to this episode but 
So, Andrew, timeline-wise, like, when exactly did you come up with Armchair Media, and how how did you get it off the ground to what it is today? Um, so, National Signing Day, recruiting 2015, so beginning of February. Um, that was kind of when when the first thoughts of it came up was like, I, I could not not me, but like we could we could do something like this, like the the way that they're covering this. I think that we could. Um, write up some stuff that people might want to read, interview some recruits, whatever. Um, and then I would say that from 2015 until about 2018, we were really plugging away at like, we want, we want this to be like an online writing home. We want to have local writers at all these colleges, whether it's grad students, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then we kind of got into like, oh, no one makes money writing online. Like, no, from us to ESPN.com. Like, there, there just is not money in writing unless you hit an, like, an absurdly large scale. And you could have, I mean, you're doing billions and billions of page views and stuff that you can bring in real money. And so we said, all right, well, if this isn't making any money and we want to figure out what we want to do here, let's give podcasting a shot and podcasting they pay a lot better than people reading your articles and so we've basically then just try and molded that model of local writing into local podcasting and i would say last summer or so yeah um last spring or last summer i think was when we kind of hit the point where like all right we we actually might be on to something here we have people listening we have new shows that want to join, yada, yada, yada. And then up to 2020 and into 2021, um, excuse me, I've been able to do it full time. We're able to, we were able to bring on that, that one more person full time. Um, and so I think moving forward, it seems to be like an actual legitimate business, which shocks me more than anyone. I love it. So talk us through the process you go through in finding new podcasts or creatives to bring on board. Yeah, it, I mean, it's kind of a nebulous process. We we have, so like I kind of right now, I, I take care of what I call the stick and ball sports. And so if there's a football, basketball or baseball, um, kind of anything in that vein, I will go and whether it's a Twitter DM, if they have a public email, yada, yada, yada. Then we have another guy who is doing it from uh, sort of that action sports side. And so he has done the skateboarding and the motocross and the surfing. Um, and then we have a comedian who's based out of LA, Grant's familiar with him, uh, Jamel Johnson, who is oh, basically yeah. now doing um, comedy or comedian recruiting for us. And so he's going to either, if there are comedians with podcasts out there or comedians that he knows that are looking to do it, sort of be able to connect us. But there's not really any rhyme or reason as to what a like what a podcast may have. Like like there's not one specific thing. It's not like this many followers or, or they're they're promoting on these different platforms or whatever. Like it this sounds dumb, but like you kind of just have to get it. And, and I, I I don't know how to put that, but like as two people who y'all have a very successful podcast, y'all clearly get it. Like you know what people want to listen to. You know what to talk about. You know how to position yourself on social media. You know how to not take yourselves too seriously, be funny and stuff like that. And so like I, I after about 15 minutes of like listening to a podcast and scrolling through social media or checking out a website, like I have a pretty good idea as to whether or not um, a, a host or a podcast may fit in with what we're trying to do. So 
why do you think that, you know, the last three to five years or so, the podcast industry has kind of blown up and why specifically <clears throat> do you think that so many folks have kind of gravitated away from more of the, the traditional sports media and more towards something like this, the, the niche outlets and blogs and podcasts? Um, the very real answer, it's because um, you're going to have Scott ear fuck you for 90 seconds telling you to go to bed online as opposed to a pop-up ad coming through while you're scrolling down an article. Like I, it, podcasting is, is very cool in a lot of aspects. It's not linear. Like it allows a lot of people to be variable. We're recording on a zoom call right now. Like you don't need a high production setup, but like the ultimate one is ads can be like ridiculously personalized now. And you have people that are, they, they want to be friends with the hosts of the shows, so they will respond to those things to endear themselves to the hosts of the shows. And so, like, it's a very dumb system that we have operated and, and are participating in, but, like, that's the reason why podcasts have been successful and I think will continue to be successful just because of how it, there really has never been a advertising platform where you've been able to personalize the message that much. And... I personally, I mean, I, I can say this, ads are fucking stupid. Like I, no one wants to have to have the advertisers on there. I'm not just going to clip it. I'm going to clip the the portion of the read that Scott, Scott read. I'm going to send that to bed online and they're not going to hear any part of this. Uh, and so it's just one of those where <laughs> we understand, like, I would prefer if everyone were able to operate on Patreon and, and really be able to set up like a more of a grassroots but I think advertising is that necessary step to get there. Like you have to be able to provide people free content in the media landscape right now to then be able to say, oh shit, I like what they do. I really like those guys. Either A, I want to support them just to support them, or I want to support them because I want an extra episode every week, or I like that t-shirt, or, or I, I want to go spend my money on a live podcast or whatever it might be. And so um, I think you have all of these different things the the ad dollars are, are why podcasts have been shot into the forefront but there's definitely an aspect and i think y'all two are perfect examples of that but like i mean y'all are cult heroes in the kansas state world if you will i mean like people, really trying to inflate our people. egos i mean but so like we're, we're, grifters, we're grifters and frauds to some others i mean of, yeah. of course i mean every everyone is a huckster and a fraud in in some regard or to some fan base but like y'all like Y'all have tweets within the Kansas State world that are a lot of, are seen by a lot of people, and it's because they, at some fundamental level, want to interact with y'all. After meeting Grant, no fucking clue why you would want to do that, but people want to. I love it. So my next question: You talked about getting personal. Do you wear boxers or briefs? I am. So I'm both. I am currently wearing boxers, but. I, uh, anytime I'm doing anything active, if it's going to be increased walking, working out, we're going briefs. Well, then I have a question. I have no idea why manscaped.com doesn't talk about their boxer briefs in their ad reads because literally they're the most comfortable ones in the world, but they did just launch a brand new product. That's the weed whacker nose and ear trimmer. Take a minute moment, look in the mirror. That's disgusting. You should not have hair hanging out of your nose. Get over to manscaped.com. The Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor and a 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. So if you want to get laid, 
trim your nose hair. Head over to manscaped.com, use promo code armchair for 20% off, free shipping, and get yourself the Weed Whacker, the Lawnmower 3.0, and the Boxer Briefs. I have literally used the promo code to buy it myself. Also, we said at the top of the show, get over oh, to wait, bed. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh. Don't buy any more shit. Y'all are about to get free shit. We're about to send more. I don't know what, but they just asked me for everyone's address. So oh, hell yeah. Get, you're either going to get anthrax or something to shave your balls. I sure hope. Well, I, I think I caused enough of a stink the first time, and it came through the second time. But I remember when Manscaped came on the very first time I was pissed. Grant got stuff. I didn't until I bitched enough about it and then got some. They did send well, it this most recent time. The, the, I mean, sometimes you just got to tame the jungle, Scott. Oh, d- dude, trust me. Uh, my last few uh, friends that come over, they were very happy that I am a Manscaped user. Also, I have a question for you. What's the single largest wager you've ever placed? The single largest, other than my uh, emotional and mental sanity every time Georgia plays, um, I think it was – I think I bet $250 against Georgia (laughs) to win the 2017 National Championship because I figured – because I figured if Georgia wins, this money could not matter less to me. And if we lose, like we definitely will, at least I will pay for the gas for me to get to and from Atlanta. The emotional hedge bet. I love it. So, folks, if you're trying to do an emotional hedge bet, get over to Bet Online. If you use promo code armchair, you're going to have even more money to do it with. Guess what? You can bet on the greatest quarterback ever to live, Patrick Mahomes. He's going to hit the over and beat the shit out of the Raiders on Sunday. And, he doesn't uh, have coronavirus. Yeah, that is true. He was a little bit too close to a guy with coronavirus. And then, you know what? I saw that the K-State number is back up to nine and a half uh, for TCU. If you think Will Howard has it in him, get over there and put a bunch of money on the Cats uh, or don't. But get over to bet online and gamble on something. So, uh, yeah, I'll keep talking. Uh, I have a question for you. What's the future of armchair and how big can it get? So I think that's, uh, there's an interesting question because I, I don't like, I, I don't want to put a ceiling, but at the same time, I also recognize that I'm, I'm trying not to be a dickhead saying that, yeah, this is the next barstool sports. Um, because one, I, I'm not a huge barstool fan, but two, what I see, like the, the way I see armchair going is um, recently, like we've been very, hyper-focused on like the community aspect. Like we, we didn't really like how we were essentially um, bringing together all these local podcasts across the country, but we didn't really find that we had a physical location. And obviously up to recently, we couldn't have really afforded office space or anything. Um, but what we are trying to do is, um, so I'm going to be moving up to New York in- um, Oh shit. Yeah, so I'll be- be taking taking it to the big time, but I'll be up there in either January or February. And this isn't a 2021 thing, but a future goal would essentially be able to have a physical space and it act as um, sort of, it could be a storefront that we could do pop-ups at. It could be have room for us to do live podcasts, room for us to do comedy shows. Um, if people like any of our hosts ever came through New York, we could have a space for them to do um, for, for them to record or, or do some production stuff, have a, a production studio in there. Um, 
nothing like too, too crazy, but just being able to have some physical space where we can kind of bring this community aspect together that we've been preaching the whole time. And so the goal, like there, there's no like number revenue wise or like downloads wise that we're shooting for, but I would really like it to where we, we have about 50 shows right now. I would really like it. So there are three big 10 or big 12. I keep saying big 10. Y'all should get fucking 12 teams, but the, <laughs> kick Arkansas is, out. We'll take I agree. Them. I yeah, agree. They, it's stupid. I think they want to go back. Nebraska. Um, yeah. They want to back. But it, so, um, shit, I lost my train of thought there. Um, we have three Big 12 podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. So, like, I would really like it if we were able to fill out the rest of the Big 12. So, like, we have Kansas, Kansas State, and Texas Tech right now. It would be great if we could have a Bosco's Boys equivalent at TCU and Texas and all these other places to where not only – when y'all are potentially traveling for away games, y'all can go and meet up and grab a beer and shoot the shit with some people. But like y'all can have somebody to come on the show that you know is not going to uh, just ramble or, or basically have at least someone that is mildly vetted as being competent behind a microphone, uh, being able to exchange takes with, do a dumb bet on Twitter, do, do a little bit of stuff just to kind of have the fans of both shows interacting with each other, maybe seeing the host do something stupid or whatnot. And so I think from the perspective of where we are looking to round out the network, it's really being able to have um, those 10 big 12 shows, those 14 SEC shows, and we're on the way there. But the problem is if there's not a show that may, or if there's not a show out there that's either unaffiliated, like, like, they, they either may be set up with another network already, or they may kind of, like I was saying earlier, not really get it in terms of how you need to operate and grow a podcast. And so it's tough being able to fill in some of those gaps. But I think as we're, we grow and get a little bit more name recognition, we can go to some of the more local bloggers or Twitter personalities and even say, hey, y'all don't have a show, but this is what we can provide in terms of support monetarily, yada, 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 to, to get it going. Well, I'm going to quit if you bring on an Iowa State show. Okay, I'll keep that. Actually, I, Matt Campbell uh, said that his, his lease was getting a little bit short before that uh, Oklahoma game, and so he, was, he reached out to me about doing a show. <laughs> so, Andrew, outside of, you know, adding Ain't No Seats, what's been the biggest bump in the road for Armchair so far? Um, yeah, I mean, the, geez, that was, that was a brutal week, just trying to having to have multiple conversations with Kansas fans. I mean, they don't read real good. So emails back and forth were tough. Um, but the biggest bump in the road, I would, I think was probably when we kind of just had to look ourselves in the mirror and say like, this is, it, it was, it's a bunch of journalism students, the biggest fucking nerds in the world that started this thing. I mean, I was sports management and journalism and, and as were the, the other people who helped me start it. And so kind of just looking at it and saying like what we thought it was originally going to be is not what like it, it that world of sports media no longer exists. We didn't know that at the time, but like, I think us having to say, all right, we're not doing any writing anymore and we're getting into podcasting at the time was tough looking back on it, it's like, holy shit, we should have done this three years earlier. I mean, it's so much less work and a lot more money. I love it. So you also started and launched a college football podcast this off season. What is that all about? And 
where would our listeners be able to uh, find that? Yeah, so um, I got roped back in. I've been very anti-putting myself on uh, the internet radios, but uh, one of my good friends, that the Bama grad that helped start it with me, um, I mean, we're college football degenerates, and so he essentially said, we're starting a fucking college football podcast, and I have to be on it. And so it is called Banjo CFB, and our premise is we are the world's most, most ethical college football podcast. We are attempting to cover the uh, least ethical blood sport maybe in the history of the country in an ethical way. And so uh, it's an absolute train wreck of a nightmare, but um, we end up getting some, some good spoofs and goofs in there. And so, yeah, Twitter, I mean, uh, Spotify, iTunes, any of those. If you're also, also, if you're listening to something that's not Spotify or iTunes, what the fuck are you doing at this point? If you're one of the 4% of the people- You mean Apple listening- music? What? You mean Apple music? I don't think iTunes, iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's, it's Apple podcasts. All right, the same, whatever, guys. We I have, like, we have yeah. like 3% of our listeners on player.fm. I don't even know what that is. I'm not convinced that's real. It's, hey, there's it no fucking counts. way. There's also it like- counts. Google Play. It does count. It does count, though. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right, so. especially since Art 19 all of a sudden counts shit way different than Pippa did. I'm just saying we should have been rocking with Pippa from, from day one. I, I, I miss Pippa. To, I was about to say, I, Grant, who is, your, uh, who is your contact at Pippa that you miss fondly? Oh, fuck. What was his name? I don't know. It was like the CEO. Yeah, he had an account. Grant had an account rep that he was fucking on the side, not me. I loved that guy. I'm going to look him up right now. But we're yeah. going to uh, get into some more bullshit questions if I can figure out how to get my fucking browser out of the way. Okay. Um, so, you know, we like to ask our guests some bullshit questions usually near the end. So we'll start with this one, which uh, kind of popped up over media days. Andrew, if you were going to enter an eating competition to save your life and you get to choose one food uh, for, for the eating competition – that you think you can eat the most of, what food is that going to be? This answer sucks such dog shit. No, actually. uh, You got to really be smart about this. I'm going to change my answer, and it's not even a question. It is peanut butter out of a jar with a spoon. I mean, I haven't heard that one yet. Unequivocally, I I have put down an entire (laughs) 6,500 calorie Jif large jar of peanut butter, nothing but spoon to the dome within like eight hours before. And now that's that's with a mild amount of self-respect along the time period. So if, if you told me I had to do it in 10 minutes, I, I think I'd, I I like my chances. So that's the so that's the volume you're saying a a large Jif in 10 minutes. I think I it, it, I would for, hate for your life. To, reduced fat though, folks. Reduced. And this is not this is not a health thing. Reduced fat Jif peanut butter just tastes better. I disagree with that. Um, Big time right. disagree. Well, it's no, okay. well, let's let me throw you these parameters. You have one hour to eat the most of this food. You're still going with peanut butter. I'm still going with peanut. Not even close. It's it's the only <laughs> thing that I. And that's oh, we forgot to throw in the caveat that it's oh, against yeah. a guy that's like basically a carbon copy of you physically. Okay. Okay. I, I can do now. Question: uh, Do I and or my carbon copy do we get to smoke weed before this? I don't because, know. That's a, that's a new variable that's been thrown in. I, I this, say I, that's, I don't know. That's a because PED. If, if, if I can have yeah, that, that is a PED. No, no. If, if I, if, anti-doping. 
Oh no, because <laughs> see, see, if I can do that, then it will turn my brain off enough to the fact that I am full. And so, um, yeah, that, I'm still going with, I'm, I'm beating the shit out of the clone of myself in a peanut butter eating contest. All right, peanut butter it is. Yep. The next one, if you had to sing karaoke in front of the entire world, what song are you choosing? This is the so, only, only, time out, only question that's ever been refused to be answered on the podcast, and that was Coach Chris Kleiman. He would not answer this question. He would not, really? Yeah. Interesting. That means it's weird. That means it's I, really weird. He either has a weird or a racist song, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. These are the only options. I think he's uh, just a football guy and doesn't I just don't listen think- to music. I just don't think he's ever heard music. Ever heard a song? It 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 wasn't it wasn't the, the cracking of two helmets together, and so yeah. he didn't. Um. So karaoke. Um. Originally, before uh, six days ago, it would have been uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. I tried to do "We Didn't Start the Fire" by Billy Joel one time because I know all of the words to that song without the prompting of the lyrics but turns out no one else does. And so it falls very, very flat in front of a crowd of people. Um, but if y'all have been on uh, TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or anything as of late, it is going to be uh, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac because that song has been stuck in my head due to the man with the ocean spray bottle for about 10 days now. Elite album. I mean, Rumors Elite. is truly top to bottom. Every song on there is a banger. And it every, can't be denied. Every, it can't be denied. Every mid-20s white girl likes it, too, so easy in. All right, what's your all-time favorite sports uniform? Ooh. Oh, easy. New Orleans Pelicans Mardi Gras jerseys. Best uniform in the history. Best uniform in the history of sport. And it's mm-hmm. Second is uh, New Orleans Saints color rush all-white jerseys. Just maybe the cleanest uniform in sports. I love it. Do you have a least favorite? Yes, the Dallas Mavericks new uniforms. Uh, they, oh, they should trade us Luka Doncic uh, for free for having to have him wear those uniforms. When did that drop? I haven't seen it. Look up Mavs graffiti uniforms. Oh, no, no, no. I know those. Yeah, those yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, and then the last silly question, although I take this one very seriously, is a hot dog a sandwich? Okay, here we go. A hot dog is not a sandwich because a hot dog is a hot dog regardless of the presence of bread. Okay. Regardless of whether bread is there, if you hand me that that weird pork tube, that is a hot dog. That's an incredible sound logic. I mean, I've never heard anyone put it that way. Yeah. Best answer for it saying it's not a sandwich. That's that's the best one. I like it. Great, great answer. Yeah. I'm so, gonna ask you one more bullshit question. What TV shows are you watching right now? Uh, I'm finishing up The Boys. Uh, uh, me too. Yes. I, right. The only reason I asked that is because I was wanting to talk about The Boys. Yes. Which we won't go into detail, but I'm four episodes into season two. We are right on the track. We are right on track. Hell yes. Uh, I'm watching I, five right after this. I, I. I. All right. We are. I'll be texting you later this evening then. <laughs> Um, no, that, that one, and I, I haven't been huge on, like, I went, like, I, I'm at a point where I can't just rewatch the same, like, shows that I, the, like, all of the NBC old comedies anymore. I just hit a point with, during quarantine where I was like, I, I have to watch something. Like what? 
I mean, like the, that Thursday night block of the office parks and rec community, um, just like any of those like rerun shows that you throw on in the background. Um, I found myself over quarantine, just like I'll put in music or do something else as opposed to just have that on because it, it'll drown the thought or the, the sound of my own thoughts out a little bit better, I think. But any, I, I, if y'all have any other suggestions, I couldn't get into Ozark. I, I tried it. Really? Um, oh, I, I love I Ozarks. I didn't dislike it. It was just very, like, not like a dark show, but like a visually it was very dark. Like I was squinting the entire time, I felt like. Okay. Uh, what do you think the greatest TV show of all time is, like, series that you've seen? I, I was a, I'm a really big Breaking Bad fan. Um, it's up there. I'm trying to think. You've seen True Detective. True Detective season one, um, very much liked. And I like True Detective season three, actually. Um, I liked all three of them. I think that the, the second th- one gets too much hate. I think if the second one were released not after the first one, it probably would have been a fine series. I agree with that. Uh, same with Anchorman 2. That's my take. People shit on that. It was a fine movie. It was just the same as Anchorman 1 and released after. I agree. All right, we're going to wrap this up. And as always, we like to give the guests uh, the floor to say whatever the hell you want to our listeners, the boneheads. So uh, take it away. Um, All right, well, boneheads, I do appreciate you having me on. Um, I will say I would um, appreciate if y'all could go out and win the Big 12 this year solely from the perspective of – Y'all seem to be the least annoying fan base in the Big 12 that I can think of off the top of my head. One, if you're located in the state of Texas, immediately eliminated from this conversation. Um, If you're in the state of Iowa, I mean, immediately eliminated from this conversation. Oklahoma, it's a little bit iffy just because um, I don't particularly hate OU all that much. And and Oklahoma State, I think, hates themselves enough for for both of us. Um, But I I would definitely say that uh, I was texting uh, about this with Grant a little bit earlier. Um, I'm very intrigued just to see how Kansas State is going to operate the next, I don't know, five, ten years because I am a huge Chris Kleiman fan. This is not outside of outside of uh, flattering the hosts and the listeners of this program. I mean, you don't just, regardless of what level you do it at, if you win that much, you know how to win. And so, like, when you are establishing the – fundamental training regimens and nutrition regimens and all of these things if you can do it at a school with a smaller budget and then you go and you get big 12 money I'm very and this is everything that I'm sure that y'all talk about all the time but like I am more bullish on Chris Kleiman than I am maybe any coach in the country and so leave you on that uh as my my college football head coach will take um I don't know 14 days to acknowledge the Black Lives Matter movement and then <laughs> put in Justin Fields on a fourth and nine to do a fake punt. Well, we're, uh, we're definitely pulling for your Georgia Bulldogs. I will say since, uh, since we, we got brought on and, you know, since I've uh, decided you're not a dickhead, you know, boss or anything like that, I've, I've cheered for Georgia. So I hope one day they will make you happy once again. One, I, I think it, it, it really would be amazing if they went this long just to spite me. But um, who knows? I mean, they, they very well could. Scott, we got to get uh, – the coronavirus really put a damper in it. We got we to get you down to Baton Rouge and experience some of the stuff Grant did next year. 
Oh, no, I, I am 100% up for it. Once this stuff starts, you know, once there's a vaccine or we all die, whatever comes first, once there's, you know, travels back on full stadiums, I'm there. I'm there. I love, will, I love, love live sports more than anything. We will welcome you with open arms, and, and I really appreciate you all having me on, guys. Perfect. Yeah, thank so you. That's all we got. Uh, Bonehead's uh, big game tomorrow. Grant has two special guests that he will be joined by for the TCU Review Pod. I hope it's fun, and I hope Will Howard looks like Peyton Manning. We love you guys. Grant, what do you guys say? Uh, be good to each other. Andrew, thanks for coming on. Everybody enjoy your Friday, and uh, meet me at the cat. Podcast Network.